2: got the
1: I got Jimmy
2: what's up everybody welcome to the Jimmy Star show with Ron Russell bringing you the good times of music fashion pop culture and entertainment we got a great show for you guys today. We're going to have a lot of fun. Uh, we have the incredibly talented and gorgeous Donna Mills coming on. And then we have uh, radio host, actor, writer, producer Gary Levin, who does over a thousand voices. So it should be a very interesting show today. Before we get started and, and uh, start talking to everybody, let's first say hi to our cool, outrageous man about town host, co host, Mr. Ron Russell.
3: Hey, everybody. Yeah, I'm excited about today's show because I met Donna. I met her years ago, and I'll tell you all about it when I interview her. But right now, I'd like to speak about a- Hang on, hang on. Wait, wait.
2: Don't do that yet. Let me see how the chat room. Oh, do how? Okay.
3: What's up, chat room?
2: So we got Julia from Russia's in the chat room. Backpack John, Teresa. I uh, want to give a shout out to Mark Phillips, you guys. Mark Phillips, believe it or not, when he was in high school, he worked for me when I worked for this clothing store in South Florida. He was like this genius- athletic kid you know how like the genius kids are always like the geeky ones well he was the genius jock and uh he was in the military so thank you for your service and i think yeah, maybe he works for tesla or something i'm not exactly sure but he's in the chat room so hello hello hub room also just joined us in the chat room jason taylor's in the chat room what's up jason nice to see you and we want to thank everybody and now we'll let ron go
3: oh because <laughs> ron's a little annoyed you know it was my birthday and every year Jimmy and I, as a joke, go to Denny's because I get a free Grand Slam meal. And we make it public like Jimmy's cheap, you know, that kind of, kind of a thing like years ago, they used to do with Jack Benny, the famous comedian. Um, we go to Denny's and I showed my driver's license to the waitress and she said, oh no, we don't do that anymore with driver's licenses. I said, oh, you're not offering a free Grand Slam on my birthday? She said, Oh, yes, we are. But you have to go online, apply for a coupon. When you get the coupon, you show it to me, and then I will give you your complimentary Grand Slam. Well, I thought to myself, think of all the people my age, I'm 82 years old. Think of all the people my age who don't know how to use a cell phone, or who have one only for an emergency. People that are on social security that really don't have a lot of money. maybe they look forward to going to Denny's and getting a free grand slam. Well, if they do, and they don't know how to do it, they don't get it. To me, that's misleading. I think Denny's is doing a terrible thing, doing that to senior citizens. It's good for the kids because the kids know how to work it. Jimmy did, he did it well, but he never got the coupon. So we left. I had to send
2: you an email, and the email never came. Actually, it did come. It came two days later. So we
3: left in haste. <laughs> and I said to the proprietor or the manager, whoever she was, I said, listen, honey, this is against old people. It's not fair. It's not right. And Denny's has got to change that and make it where you simply show your driver's license. I think that's sufficient enough. They, I agree. They, they, they don't want us to show a, a driver's license for voting. They feel that's an invasion of our privacy. If we have to be forced to show proof. Well, we have to be forced to show proof to eat at Denny's. <laughs> I mean, think about it, folks. So if you are a Denny's um, client, shall I say. Patron, patron. Well, client, patron, whatever you are. I can't find the words. I'm still sleeping. <laughs> but. <laughs> I had a night's sleep thinking about this Jenny's thing. Anyway, I would suggest that you go in and complain about it. And I wish to see, because they threatened me. The girl behind the desk said, oh, we're going to have our manager watch your show. I said, good. It's the beginning of our show. The first five minutes I do about and around town, what's going on in Palm Springs. Palm Springs is a very nice neighborhood with very nice people. And I think we should be treated. Well, being 82 years old, it's a little difficult sometimes to remember things, to know how to use all the modern-day equipment that we're handed. So have a little compassion, because one day, if you're lucky, you may be 80 years old.
2: There you go. It was all good, and I hope everybody else had a great Memorial Day weekend. Um, Everything uh, for us, we were doing a lot of stuff working around the house and yeah
3: and um... nightmare alley I call (laughs) it. I mean talk about it wouldn't be bad if the workers spoke English but none of them speak English so you're standing there saying you're doing it incorrectly and they just smile and you want to scream and say listen I don't speak Spanish but I speak Italian and when I speak Italian they still look there smiling because they don't understand Italian either (laughs) so what the hell do you have to do today You have to hire an interpreter to get your contractor to do what you want him to do. Anyway, they botched up on the concrete. The alley that they cemented as a dog run has cracked the back window that they blew out the wall and put in the sliding glass door. When they did the stucco, they sprayed it the wrong color. Our house is sort of an old greenish gold. They sprayed it peach. So now we have this big peach arch going around the window and it almost looks like what's his name the famous painter of the oh, what was the name that did the rainbows i loved him the famous artist of the 70s peter max oh, now peter our max, house okay. looks like a peter max painting but anyway little by little it's getting there and it's starting to look beautiful and i'm happy because we don't have drapes on the windows yet i'm waiting for an electric rod to arrive that i ordered This way the drapes will open automatically at 8 o'clock in the morning and close automatically at 8 o'clock at night. They're blackout drapes, and hopefully it'll keep the dogs who sleep with us from getting up at daybreak, like 6 o'clock this morning when I was woken up by my little guy Astro jumping all over my belly and kissing me. That's a lovely way to wake up, but not at 6 in the morning, Astro. Jimmy, your hand is in the way. I'm trying to move it over. Oh, well, that's good. You should have done that before it went on the air. Mm. Anyway, I lie in bed and daylight comes and I look out through the sliding glass doors and I see our beautiful gazebo and my white roses and the beautiful red flowers and yellow flowers and orange flowers. Our garden is absolutely an enchantment. So I'm happy with everything. So, all of you out there that wanted to know what was going on with our construction, there you go. Aren't you sorry you asked? Now, if what's the name is going to ask about my wristwatch, which she, she does every uh, week, I'm wearing a Movado that my daughter Leslie got me when she was in high school. She worked part time at Bloomingdale's in Garden City, Long Island. And she saved up the money, and with her discount, she bought me this Movado wristwatch. So its value today to me is priceless. There is no money in the world that could ever get it off my wrist because it was given to me. There you go Sam. by my wonderful daughter. Leslie. So
2: real quick, everybody, you can hear the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell on iHeartRadio, Radio, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, YouTube, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, <clears throat> TuneIn, Pandora, Amazon Prime, and SoundCloud. Um, those are the. Uh, uh, the the most we're on about one hundred and sixty platforms. We want to welcome everybody in the chat room. We're going to bring on our first guest because she's already here. So we're oh, I'm excited Ron. because and, uh, I have a nice story to tell her. Our Just first a... guest is Donna Mills, you guys. She's an icon. She's gorgeous. She's fabulous. And we're ready to rock
3: and roll. Bring her in Juan. Let's go. There she hey. is. Hey, Miss Mills. I'm I my story. I can't wait. Well, to wait, tell wait. Let's, we got to introduce her. Oh, and I'm so Marvel. excited. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful, she I love her already. All
2: right, everybody. Now we want to welcome to the Jimmy. actually say something. Let's make sure we can hear you, Donna. Can you hear me? Oh yes, uh, we can I- hear you. All right, good. Yeah. All right, everybody, okay. now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show mm-hmm. with Ron Russell, the incredibly talented and beautiful Donna Mills. Hello, and welcome to the show.
1: Thank you. So nice to be with you. So before now we get started, my
2: man, story. let me introduce my cool outrageous man about
1: town co-host, Ron
2: Russell. He does
3: this every week. He makes me nuts. I just like to get right to the nitty gritty. <laughs> no, no,
2: wait, wait. There's
3: wait. more waiting. Yes, more say hi. I'm getting older <laughs> by the day. <minute> <laughs> We're married. Don't worry. We do this all the time. It's normal.
2: <laughs> anyway, hold on. Now, Donna, we have a chat room that's filling up, so please say hi to everybody in the chat room. Just say, hey, what's up, chat room? Hey there. Hi. There Bye. you go. There you go. All right. Now, now now you can go. I'm so
3: excited to talk to you. I am excited. There's a place outside of Beverly Hills called Beverly Glen. Up at Beverly Glen was a pizzeria called San Angelo's, I believe. Well, I was up there having pizza with Diane Parkinson and Janice Pennington from The Price is Right. And walking across from the parking lot to the door was this beautiful, very beautiful, scrubbed young woman not a drop of makeup. Her hair was pulled back in a ponytail. She was in jeans and I believe a dungaree shirt accompanied by a very attractive man. And as she walked by, she stopped at our table and said hello to, I believe it was Diane or Jan or both. And I was introduced to her and she was Donna Mills. (laughs) And I've got to tell you that Donna Mills in person without a drop of makeup is so far more beautiful than she ever was on Knox Landing. And if you think she was gorgeous on Knox Landing, she looked about 16 years old. I mean, she is a babe. She was beautiful <laughs> and when she smiled, no, that Donna, that listen, Donna, you got a smile that kills people. Wow. I mean, when you when you were standing there smiling, I fell in love with you and I was gay. You know, I thought, Jesus, I'm getting confused. <laughs> but no, you and you were very sweet. Did you ever marry the guy you were with? He was cute. I don't remember who I was with. <laughs> <laughs> this is going back about 30 years, maybe 20 something, you know, when when it was. Didn't uh, Vanna White marry him, the son of San Angelos?
1: No, it was Santo Pietro's.
3: Santo Pietro's, right. You got the we name right.
1: The pizza place. Pizza and she place. Did. She married, uh, she married him. Yeah. He had a
3: strange name. It was a nickname.
1: And since has divorced him.
3: Right. But yeah. I remember that. And the pizza was delicious and yeah. I loved it. It was this little enclave outside of Beverly Hills that nobody knew about. And yeah. all of the, all the celebrity people used to hang there. So many, you'd be shocked to know who used to be up there.
1: Yeah. Anyway, yeah. how are you, my dear? I'm great, how about you?
3: I'm good. Now that you're here, I'm even better. I have to tell you, you are so beautiful. gorgeous. What a
2: beautiful woman. Uh, I Thank can't you. even believe, like, you don't age, which kudos no. to you. Ron is like that, too. Ron just said, last week, we did his birthday show. He turned 82. 82. And, uh, and, and so he had his birthday show. Oh, I
3: wanted I, to ask you a question before I forget. You know, I've lost contact with Diane. Have you ever seen Diane around? It was Diane who? Parkinson from The Price is Right. And Janice Pennington.
1: Yeah, no, I don't, yeah, I haven't kept in touch and I don't, I don't know where they are.
3: I know that, uh, anyway, I'll, I'll find them eventually. Janice I know lives in Beverly Hills somewhere LA. I could find her. Anyway, thanks for, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> He's just excited. He doesn't I'm, get I'm, excited for very no, many I really, people. I really, no, I really don't. <laughs> when, no, when there is, I wish you would have come on camera today without any makeup and a hair pulled back in a ponytail. so. People- okay. Oh, no, I'm sure. No, no, listen, my buddy, my best, my best friend was Jane Russell, the movie star. She was like my, my sister. We hung out together. And Jane would come to my house in Palm Springs and in the morning go for a swim and come out of the pool without a drop of makeup at 89 years old. She was far more beautiful than any other 89-year-old woman I've ever seen. She was gorgeous, even as an old woman. So I mean, not that you're an old woman, but I think the makeup takes away from who you really are. And they painted you a lot in Knox Landing. You had very heavy eye makeup.
1: Yeah, I mean, that was kind of the idea. But the thing is, I can't imagine that I went out at that time without any makeup on. So you said phenomenon on. No, not not a
3: drop of makeup. And you were were fleeing. You were walking quickly. I guess you went in to pick up your pizza and leave. But you were not, you you were sort of racing in and out. You weren't there to stay to hang out. But I remember you. I remember you well. I mean, I met so many of Joan Collins, everybody. And their mother hung out up there, you know, at one point or another. Even Joan's sister used to go there. Actually, we went went to... uh,
2: um a, a play before COVID with uh Stan Zimmerman. I don't know if you know Stan Zimmerman or not, but Joan Van Ark sat next to us.
1: I talk to Joan all the
3: time.
2: And she was fabulous, and she was like, oh, I think I like know you, and I was like, oh, well, yeah. I definitely know you. Yeah. <laughs> and she was fabulous. You yeah, know, she was and, supposed to
3: come on our show. We never hang on. Now.
2: And then, like, three, three or four weeks ago, we had all the men from Dynasty on, because they are mm-hmm. doing a show in L.A., and so they came on. So it's kind okay. of fabulous, and
1: Aren't they doing the show like Joan and Michelle and I do a show? Yes. An like, evening with and you know. Yes. They well, did tell the us, same tell thing. us about
3: it. I want to hear all about it. Yeah. Tell us, Donna. Tell us all about the show.
1: Uh, well, we did it. We've only done it so far at Oscars in Palm Springs.
3: Oh, that's where, where the boys did it. did
1: it. Restaurant and bar, um, but we've done it. We've done it two different times, and the last time we did it, we did it for two nights which was really nice sold out both nights it was really fun now they're they're trying to put together a tour of the whole country and europe that's that's what they're
2: doing too the the other one is called cocktails with the carringtons i think and Uh, we live in palm springs i wish we would have known that it was there I
3: i think we were in new york you know i do movies so they film me all over the place i go to new york uh, Georgia, oh, well. She's working all the time. Too. I know, so you know what that's like when they send you out of town for a film. So yeah. we, if if, you, if we knew you were in town, we would have been there and interviewing you on the spot, Are as we did the boys. We,
1: yes, yeah, we live, we live in, Palm, in Palm Springs. We used
3: to go to a studio, but not anymore since COVID. We started in our den, and we love it so much that we don't have to get caught in traffic and bologna baloney. So that now we've told our producer, could we please continue doing it from the house? And they said, sure
1: yeah why not i mean why pay for a studio if don't have well a studio? not even
3: the paying it was the getting to and from and then the confusion and they never did it right this way we do it it's easy i like I think over how beautiful you are people tell you that all the time right
1: well you know what
3: I, I said i asked jane Ross. jane was my buddy i could say anything i wanted and i said to jane jane how does it feel being 89 years old and not Jane Russell, the most beautiful woman in the world in 1940? And she looked at me and she said in her sweet way,
0: Ron, what do you think?
3: (laughs) (laughs) You know, do you have a fear of aging when you're 89? You'll still be beautiful.
1: Yeah. You know what? I don't, aging is a, is a, is a weird thing that seems to have to happen, but it doesn't have to happen in a, Mm, gruesome way yeah exactly you know so um i i just you know keep trying to keep up with everything keep you know my body in shape my mind in shape all that kind of stuff and you know i'm 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 gonna go to like maybe 120 something like that good for you
3: me me too i mean i'm 82 years old and i refuse to age I keep young in mind. I do I do everything very positively. I'm a very positive person. People yeah. hate me for Oh, people hate me for it. Ron, you're so positive, you make me sick. I say, <laughs> well, that's, a, that's why I'm 82 and healthy and I'm working. I mean, I do a lot of films because they need an old man from Brooklyn with a New York accent. They say, get Russell, you know, so I work. Um, yeah, I believe that eating right, not smoking, not doing drugs or alcohol, keeps you young looking, and your skin looks good, and you have beautiful skin, but you're a beautiful girl. I mean, I remember you so well, and I've met so many celebrities in my day, half of them I forgot. Because, you know, a lot of them, that go on screen because if they use staples and plaster and crazy <laughs> Oh, okay. you know, and then you see them in person and you go, oh my God, Joan Collins is still a knockout. We were at lunch and she was at the next table and I turned around and I said, oh, look who's there, the old bitch. And she turned around and thought, oh, she laughed. She thought she loved it. She yeah. said, and who are you? Do I know you? I said, no, but you will. And then we chatted and she was delightful. I loved her.
1: She's uh, great. She, <laughs> and I are, she and I are buds, you know. We- I would love her too. Yeah, she, one, she's got a wonderful yeah,
3: sense of humor.
1: Yeah, back then we were, you know, at the same events and <clears throat> parties and things like that. And, and since then, we worked together on a thing called um, uh, Queens of Drama. It was a, a reality show that I did for one season. And um, we've just been, we've become buddies since then. She's great. She's a real character, but she's, she's the real deal.
3: Well, people have compared me to her personality. Why? She's a Gemini. I'm a Gemini. We tell it like it is. We're not afraid to give our opinion. And we really, frankly, don't give a damn what people think about us. We just go through life being positive and good. She's still a beauty. And Joan is about, I think she's older than I. I think Joan is a couple of years old. I'm 82. She's about 84, 85. And she looks beautiful. Yeah. And also the other beauty is Jane Fonda. My God, how gorgeous is Jane Fonda? And she's, what, 90 now? I don't know. Or well, close to 90, so? Let's not talk about age. No, I'm only doing it because of me. I'm not doing it because she's, you're much younger than I, Donna, so I'm not referring to you. I'm referring to my my, my companions. So hold on, I want to go. First of all, let's brag a little. First of all, you guys yes. can, fo-
2: you can um, follow Donna on Instagram. She's the Donna Mills, so it's at the Donna Mills. Mm -hmm. Um, She basically you started on Broadway. So I went down your Wikipedia like I don't know if all this information is true But so we can brag a little you started out on Broadway in Woody Allen's don't drink the water Um, Then you did three years on love is a many splendor thing and then you played Clint Eastwood's girlfriend in the cult film play Misty for me Which by the way is a fabulous movie (laughs) And I loved you in it I I really uh, I'm a little bit younger than Ron and uh yeah, like 26
3: years so <laughs> i was allowed to stay
2: up on i think Knott's landing was either wednesday nights or thursday nights i forgot but i was allowed when, to stay up i was allowed to stay
3: up to see night landing when, wednesday was uh, Steve, thursday was nuts so i was allowed That's to stay
2: I mean. up to watch it um so i loved it so i have been like you were like you were like my straight older woman crush uh, uh, from my all growing up, before I figured out, that's before I figured out I was a total. No, I think a lot of gay
3: guys would say, hmm, Absolutely, she know, was so gorgeous. And you were it. so
2: evil in every, You're always
3: evil. No, and she's I, not. That's <laughs> where I want to go next. She's not evil. No, I'm not <laughs> sure. No, 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 no. When she, she, won, she won an Emmy for Best Like... No, no I'm talking about Knox Landing. Oh, okay. When she started at Knox Landing, she was goody-goody-two-shoes, a sweet little girl. And then suddenly they started rewriting her as being a bitch. And she became really <laughs> incredible when you became that little sassy broad, no longer yeah. goody two-shoes. I understand no, that, you, you fought for that.
1: Yeah, that no, that character was always supposed to go that way. That's why she was brought on to kind of mix it up, you know, to... to to do, you know, things in the, in the cul-de-sac that would get people going. And, uh, that's what she, she looked like a sweet, you know, nice person when, when she came to the cul-de-sac. she cheerleader. Yeah. And she, you know, drove into the cul-de-sac with her two kids and, and all that, and it looked like, oh, this nice, sweet lady's moving in. Uh-uh. <laughs> mm-hmm.
3: I like love it. So you won- she wasn't. <laughs> Soap
2: Opera Digest made you outstanding villainess for 1986, 88, and 89. Yeah. And So you were definitely evil by that time. So did you have a blast? Because like, Knott's Landing was kind of like Dynasty. It was like one of the biggest shows ever at that, you know, for that whole run. It was and a I'm wonderful
3: sure, era I for sh- you younger people that missed it. Yeah. It was a fabulous television experience. Never again has it ever been.
1: No, you know it, it it was I think a really good show. I often say that it was the this is us of that time.
3: Yes, it was wonderful. I loved I just, it.
1: Yeah, feel that this is us is a really good show, well written. Not just really well written. And that's the key to it all, of course. You you know to have writing and have and they and they would make the characters multi-dimensional, you know. Yeah. Yep, Abby, who was, you know, the bad girl yep. and all that, she had her moments, she had her vulnerabilities, she loved her children, so she wasn't, nobody was a caricature, everybody was a, a really fleshed out
3: character. Also, what was beautiful is the visual. Years ago, you watched movies and you were there. Beautiful clothing, beautiful hairdos, beautiful furnishings. Today, you watch the movies. It's dirty, filthy, ripped, broken alleys, water dripping off the wall, and dog dew on the floor. It's really not an experience. But Dynasty, Knox Landing, and the other one with our friend on it. What was the other one? It was a third, a third one that was good too. Falcon Crest. Falcon Crest. With, yeah. Well, what's her name? I loved her. So well, I,
2: I have a Knott's Landing question, I though. I, a, name,
3: uh, a superstar icon, like I can't remember. She was married to Ronald Reagan. <gasps> Nancy, uh, um, oh, my God. The star of Falcon Crest. I loved her. Yeah. I he not This, he is, a, this is an 82-year-old moment. She's the most famous <laughs> actress of the 1940s. Anyway. Oh, my I wanna God. I want to go back to Knott's Landing again anyway, no, i rem-
2: remember. i want to. So I love the show. Everybody in it. Um, I, I'm a publicist, and so my partner has uh, interviewed Michelle Lee a whole bunch of times. And um, I want to know though how was how was William, William Devane? That was like my crush growing up. Um, like I, my crush. You know, I'm gay. Like, and I have a thing for like older gentlemen. So for me growing up, William Devane was like it. Yeah, I would watch the show every week. You know, to see what he did because he was so
1: cute. <laughs> so, so, yeah.
2: so how was William Devane? Was he was it fun working with him?
1: Devane? Yeah. yeah. He's the best. I mean, he's such a really fine actor that you never felt like you were acting with him. You know, you always felt like you were just there in the scene, in in the characters. He's amazing. I he, love he him.
3: was generous, right? A generous actor?
1: Yes. Yeah,
3: when an, act, when an actor's generous, you have that feel. I've worked with generous actors, and it's a pleasure. But I've worked with selfish actors, and it stinks. Yeah, right when they're selfish. Ugh.
1: Yeah, but everybody on that was generous. You know, I mean, yeah. it's one of the things that that made it so good is that everybody. It was it was really like a family, and we we all helped each other. We all were for each other. And, uh and, and that had to do with the producers and and with david jacobs the creator you know he was he's a wonderful man and uh you know gave us great material every single like,
3: wouldn't, wouldn't it be nice if they did a revival of that show <laughs>
1: well you know that's what every every fan says it every day why don't they reboot it why don't why can't yeah. You know, you could only get two seasons on DVD. There's bootleg out there, but the quality is not very good. Um, no,
3: but so- well, you could be on Netflix and you could do a six-week series. It would be wonderful. Just to see what everybody's up I to. I mean, just to see everybody older and what happened with their children and where they've gone. Don't forget, yeah. you guys were out there bringing yourselves to the world and the world loved you, and then you went away. And yeah. it was like losing a family member. Yep. So now, if you guys came back doing what has happened over the years, I think it would be a super duper smash hit. Especially I for think, all us old
2: people who like. Well, you know, not we're not old. we use the word old.
3: All, all of us, us older, more will, mature people. I will
1: smack you if you use <laughs> the word old. For <laughs> I, us, uh,
3: us, more I mature
1: people. The show would love to do it. I think,
3: yeah. I think, and I think they will. And you're still all here. Yeah. You know, well, which no, is wonder- sure are, who, we're not all still
1: here. Kevin passed away.
3: Oh, that's
2: that so yeah. right that's, so, I forgot, yeah. so so when you do your show then that you at Oscars who who is who does it with you
1: so Joan van Ark Michelle Lee and me
2: okay
1: uh the three of us uh, on stage uh, we have a moderator it's usually Sandy Newton who's a commentator in Palm Springs you probably know her yes along. we know who she is who yes Sandy she? Newton she oh. happens to be a good friend of mine too, but, uh, so she's a comment. You know, she she asks us some questions. She gets some you know dialogue going between the three of us, and then we all have uh, videos that we show of our own careers, and then people get to ask us questions, and you know, we we have a real dialogue with the fans, and it's just. So,
3: do you have a song?
2: <laughs> do you
3: do guys sing? Life? Do you I'm guys sure sing a kind of song? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> John James and, and uh, Steven, they all have a song. Yeah, they sing a song. <laughs> and it's, a song. song. it's a cute song. It's a cute song about song. That. You guys should do a song. Yeah, it's, it's a, a ditty You're about uh, singer, I
1: was a singer, so. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. did, you, did you have to,
2: like, I mean, you were already well known before you got cast. Did you have to go through, like, a big audition process to get the
1: role, or
2: did they just hire you on the spot, or was it easier or was it hard?
1: It it was hard. I saw the role on a breakdown in my agent's office and I said, I want that role. So he called them up and they said, oh, we know Donna. She's great. Yeah, we'll consider her. And I said, no, they won't because they don't. They see me as a Miss Goody Two-Shoes. They don't think I can do what they want done with that. A bitch. bitch. Yeah. So I went in and I insisted. I bugged my agent until he bugged them enough and and they let me come in to read. And uh, an hour after the reading, they called me and said, you got it.
3: it Oh, that's awesome. It was a good choice because you were perfect for the role. I, I mean, there weren't too many people that could play it because you look angelic. And that was, that was the key. You fooled everybody. You were yeah. so angelic. You were so lovely. Aww. Everybody wanted to smack an you. Hour, though, an hour, though. People wanted to smack later. you so hard. I mean, the I audience. not know what you know, that was to do. No, but when you would be on camera, they go ah! the audience would yell at you. And they were so angry that you were such a bitch. <laughs> but you were so sweet. But that's called acting. You know, I said that to Tippy Hedron when I interviewed Tippy. I said, Do you like playing the bitch? She said, Ron, of course. Everyone loves playing the bitch. Yeah. She said, When I did The Birds, I had a scene with the, uh, with what's his name's mother, where I, I bring her tea. And the script was, I was bitchy. And I forgot the actress's name. And she said to Tippy, She said, Tippy, if you play it bitchy, no one's going to like you. So Tippy played it sweet. And after seeing the film, I said to Tippi, you know what, you shouldn't have listened to her, even though she was a veteran actress. Bitchy would have been better. <laughs> you know, it would have made this scene far more important. And Tippy agreed. So everybody, sometimes, sometimes...
2: Everybody always remembers the
3: bitch. No, no, well, no. Sometimes, sometimes, <laughs> an old, sometimes an older star is a little inhibited or jealous of the younger star that has the better line. So they, like, they sort of do that sort of thing. And I just thought... Tippy and I agreed on that anyway. Our chat room thinks you should totally, like, you guys should totally, like,
2: you know, reinvent it and Absolutely. get the show
3: going. Bug your agent. And everybody's on, talking Donna. about how gorgeous you are, just so you know. <laughs> so, Donna, Donna, bug everybody. Get the producer. Get the writer. Bug them. We have over 5 million people watching us right now. You know, we're all over the world. Did you know that? I did. We have, we have 1 billion downloads. If everyone out there that's downloading our show and watching this show would contact whoever Don is going to give you the (laughs) name of and tell them, listen, we have garbage on television. We don't want to see women on toilet bowls or doing sexual things that people don't even understand. We want good, (laughs) wholesome stuff. Knox Landing was wholesome, it wasn't stuff. really wholesome, it was evil. <laughs> no, 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 it wasn't. Uh, Knox Landing was good, it, it, it was suge- great, right? Suggestive, but never vulgar. Phenomenal, phenomenal. and so the was suggestive. And
1: phenomenal. they dealt with a lot of problems that real families and real yes. people yes. deal with, yes. along with. Some more glamorous stuff, you know, because that's fun
3: too. Sure, I know we love the glamour. But Donna, who, whose name could you give for people to contact and bug them <laughs> that demanded say, "I will throw my TVs out the window if you do not
1: bring <laughs> this show <laughs> back." Say that, uh, I, you know, it's Warner Brothers. Warner Brother own Warner Brothers owns it now. It was done originally by Lorimar, but Lorimar sold the show to Warner to Warner Brothers. I have heard, and I don't know if this is true, because I don't know anybody over there to talk to about it, that it has to do with music. As you recall, in the early years, um, uh, Lisa Hartman was on and she sang a lot of songs. Yeah. Um, and my understanding is that in order to get those, the rights to those songs again, or something like that, would be very expensive. I don't know why. Uh and that's one of the reasons that they don't put it on again. Yeah, but Netflix
3: create net, new listen, songs. Netflix <laughs> is not cheap. Netflix makes billions and millions of dollars. So if yeah, Netflix yeah. ran your show, they would make back listen, we have recording stars on our show, major recording stars who recorded a song. If Jimmy and I play their song on our show we with their down. permission, they shut us down. Would you believe that? It's like freedom of, of anything is gone. I know. Anyway, so I think we should figure out a way. We, there I, are ways wait, they can work yes. out. I work in the music industry. I have a very good friend. I won't give his name, but he was married. He's a gay guy married to a very major movie star who has passed away, who has a lot of clout in Warner Brothers, and he's a producer. And I'm Oh, gonna, oh I'm going to call him and tell him about this.
1: The thing oh, yeah. is I, I I see I agree with you. I think it would be really interesting for the audience to see where those characters are now.
3: I would love Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Everybody, everybody in the chat room, I want opinions. Chat room Now They would you, love it. Chat room, would you watch it and pay? Yeah, they all would. And pay 4 bucks to see it? Absolutely. 4, yeah. four bucks each episode. Yeah, they yeah. would do it. Yeah, see, everybody, everybody, would do it. everybody said yes in the chat room. And we have about so, so
1: what do you think? Do you think Abby would be interesting if Abby was homeless?
3: No. Because yeah. then, she, then, she, no, then she'd have to be grungy and... and no, no. Watch.
1: Then you see her climb her way back.
3: Home. Okay. Oh, that would be good. Yeah, that, that that would that's be good. good. <laughs> yeah. yeah, homeless, but with style. Not homeless, but... <laughs> Peeing on herself, you know. <laughs> I have to tell you. So I have to tell you, Don. Ron has this
2: thing. Well, we both do because we, you know, with COVID, we've been stuck home for such a long time. Mm. We've seen like like 80 million things on on every, we have all of them, Hulu, Netflix. And all all of our
3: friends work. So we watch our friends work. That wasn't my point. You interrupted me. (laughs) I'm sorry. You always
2: interrupt me. My point was, we've seen so many things lately where A-list celebrities are acting and they show scenes where they're like on the toilet and Ron has a heart attack. He's like, they don't need to show people sitting on the toilet. You know, no, I, don't, I don't get it. And I'm not talking like, you know, B-minus actors. These are like A-list people. And every time we see it, Ron has a heart attack. Well, like, why that, do they have to show us well, that?
3: No, I, I happen to be a great fan. And I, what's her name? The redhead that I love? Julianne Moore? Julianne Mo- Moore. She's one of the ones I who sucks on the toilet. I, <laughs> the I love Julianne Moore. No, I love her work. We were at the theater. And we saw a movie. And she was sitting on the toilet and proceeded to get toilet paper and wipe herself and look at the toilet paper, throw it in the bowl, and get up. And I thought that was nauseating because that's not how I want to see Julianne Moore. No. Years, years and years and years ago, when I would talk about Marilyn Monroe to Jane Russell, I said, "Why is it, Jane, that they made such a thing about Marilyn Monroe like she's not human?" And James said, "Ron, they would people would the audience wouldn't even believe that she peed because she was Marilyn Monroe, and and legends don't do those sort of things." Yes. And it's true. Nobody wants to see their favorite actor human. We want to see acting. We don't want to see reality to that extent. So your show never, ever was offensive to anyone. It was a 100% pure joy. Beautiful to look at, gorgeous women. Your eye makeup was stunning. Whoever did your eye makeup, I mean, okay. they painted you. You did it. She did. Oh, wow. You did your own? Oh, <laughs> no way. Glad.
1: I always did, and I still do.
3: You did that? All those beautiful <laughs> colors
1: and stuff. I had a how-to makeup video out called "The Eyes Have It."
3: Oh my god! Everybody should get that. Your eyes are the most beautiful eyes on on television. Oh, I mean, the shadows and the way you did them. I always remarked about that when I saw your show. Yeah.
1: No, I did it. You know, I I really learned a lot from... Um, I do photo sessions for big magazines with really top-notch um, makeup artists from New York. And I learned a lot from them. And it, it just... I never liked the way somebody else did my makeup, like on set. So oh, I agree but, with that. Yeah, so... I, <laughs> to go and wipe it off and then start all over again and it just took too much time so i just started doing it myself
3: no i was in a movie where i played a a a hoodlum a mafia guy and the makeup girl made me up and i said honey i'm not in drag i'm supposed to be a, a mafia killer i mean mascara and shadow i said get this crap off my face so i washed my face completely slicked my hair back and it looked wonderful on the set so you have to do that jane russell again with jane when, she, when Howard Hughes found her, they brought her into the studio. And three hours later, they gave her Joan Crawford's mouth, Betty Davis's eyes, all that stuff. Jane Russell said, I was 19 years old and I look like a 40-year-old hooker. So I went into the bathroom, she said, and I washed my face off and then did my screen test and they loved it. So you see, sometimes what they do to the actor is not good. Yeah. Getting back to you. And... Now, personally, you're married, you got a boyfriend, you're seeing somebody, got a super, uh, No, I want to know, I don't want you to answer. I know, but she got a super handsome, significant other. I daughter. don't care, I, <laughs> what, why did you have to answer that? What are you, Donna Mills? You wish, you wish you I would. I Googled her no, to see what I like. No, I want Donna to answer you, not you, big mouth.
1: My significant other and, and I are not married, but we've okay. been together for 22 years. Good for so you. Sort of are um you
3: are married yeah and you
1: know he's he's he's, an actor he's an actor but he's also more than that now he um travels all over the world he's right now in taiwan um uh giving seminars like weekend long seminars on creativity and self-expression he's a a guru to a lot of people people he, he knows how to there's a whole system of of Exercises and stuff that he does that opens people up and gets them to to be more authentic and more who they really are. And then and people love him all over the world. He he works in Japan and Singapore and Germany and Dubai and
3: well, all over the so world. So you got a good looking one with brains. Yeah, that's unusual. Cool. <laughs> Usually, all the actors I know, the handsome ones, are so dumb they don't even know how to tie their shoes. But. <laughs> So you're happy, 22 years, that's a marriage. And you know what? Sometimes the license doesn't matter. Even though I married Jimmy legally, um, I, I'm old fa- I'm Italian, you know, Brooklyn, old-fashioned thinking. And I didn't want to just live with him because I have two daughters, and I wanted my daughters to know that marriage is important uh, enough for daddy to marry, even though it's, it's weird that men marry men now, even I find it strange. But, <laughs> and and difficult... Cool. No, and difficult to understand, Donna. I really have difficulty with this. So but, hang on, let me just... do oh, I have to ask oh, okay. you you have go children?
1: Ahead. Do I have children? Yes. I do. I have one, a daughter. She's 27.
3: Beautiful like you? Yes. Actress?
1: Um, no, she's a model. Wow. And uh, she works at uh, Soho House, Malibu.
3: Oh, cool. Oh, we go there. Really? We went, th- we went there with Sue Wong. Do you know who Sue Wong is? You know um, Sue Wong.
2: Anyway, she's, like she's, she's
3: my best friend. And yeah, we, we go to
2: Malibu at her house all, in Malibu all the time. All the time. <laughs> we, we were up
1: there. That's funny. She, she only started about maybe a month or so ago. She's in charge of all the. Oh, we went,
3: we went before. Oh, good that. for her. Yeah, we but haven't we, been lately. Well, when we go up there with Sue, we'll definitely say, Hi, we know your mom.
1: Yeah.
2: There we go. I love it. So let's brag a little, you guys. So you're an Emmy winner for being a special guest performer in a drama series on General Hospital, which we um, we we know a whole bunch. Of. Actually, Tristan Rogers lives right down the street from us here. And um, Sean Payne is and a good friend of ours.
3: Sean and Michelle are our dearest of dearest friends. And so, Sean so so, Payne, we love him. So
2: now how is it different doing a daytime soap from like an evening soap for you?
1: Oh, God. <laughs> I, can't, I, I can't even begin to tell you. Doing a soap these days, because I did soaps a long time ago. Right. Back in New York when I was first starting out. And it, it, it's always been a, a hard job as an actor, but not impossible. Now it's almost impossible. And I give the people that are on those shows all the time credit. I mean, they are amazing because they are doing at least two, sometimes three shows a day. There is no time for rehearsal. There is no time to, to work out scenes. There's, I mean, you get your script, you learn it, you do it. That's it. And a lot of times they don't even learn it. You know, they,
3: they Well, that's do. because you're not watching Studio City. Of which <laughs> I am going to t- you know, Sean Kane and Michelle and I, we're, we're better than best friends. We're like family, okay? And Sean and I really talk. I'm going to tell Sean to possibly call you. I think you'd do a wonderful two or three episodes on Studio City. Studio City, Michelle wrote it, his wife, and Sean Kanan stars in it. And it's a wonderful, wonderful, I will not call it a soap I, opera. I'll call it a continuano. But it's interesting. And I suggest that you watch it and see. And I definitely am going to tell Sean Kanan to contact you to chat with you and see what they can do. I think you'd be perfect. Call called Studio City. It's on Amazon about, Prime. It's about an actor. Who was gorgeous when he was young, but now he's aging and he's losing his fans and his producer is an evil bitch who I love and adore. You'll know
2: everybody in it. You'll the, know the, all the
3: actress it. that plays the, the the producer is one a, Patrika Darbo's in it. You'll know everybody, everybody in, and in that. Uh, in and that. she is so mean to him. She tells him, listen, Buster, your day is over. Nobody wants you anymore. You're a hat. It's really great. No, it's a great story. And it won at best, mm-hmm. it best.
2: It just won an Emmy for best show. Right.
3: So I would love to see you no. on that show. Well, huh? Where is it?
1: Where is it? it it's is- on
3: Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime. You have to pay for it. I think it's three, $3.99 a, a show. Each show was what you have to do. You have to tell Tristan, these Tristan, dummies Tristan, that your show, if it's three ninety nine, you do six episodes at three ninety nine a show times three or four million people. Come on,
2: Caroline Hennessy plays the Caroline lady. who I
3: love to death as but a person. I have, I,
1: uh, I have, Amazon Prime anyway. I mean, I just have yeah, you can watch, watch yeah, it. You should watch it. It's a lot of fun. But and
3: Ca- Caroline, I adore her in what? person. Caroline is a, is a I love her. No. She's she's a little edgy and bitchy in person, but sweetly. And I love her. It's a great show and I would love to see you on it. So I'm going to brag a little more. All right. So you guys, here's some of the things that you've seen Donna
2: Millsian besides what we've already talked about. Um, she was on every major show of like the 80s and the 90s. Uh, um, Nip Tuck, The Love Boat, Fantasy Island. Those were like my shows growing up. Yeah. Chips, Police Woman Swat, Barnaby Jones, uh, Canon Y50 Police Story McMillan and wife Ron was on a bunch of those. The Rookies Gunsmoke. Uh, then she had a cameo in Sharknado 4. Everybody bringing it up current, which I think. Uh, I what
1: I'm, Sharknado, so happy.
2: Did you? Was that
1: fun though, being in Sharknado? Because that's such a cult classic. I know. Did you it, work? It was fun. It really was. I mean, they—you know—they're—they're they're crazy bunch that are making it and stuff like that. And uh yeah, it was it was a lot of
3: fun. When you did McMillan, did you work with Rock? Which? McMillan and wife. Did you work with Rock Roy, Rock Hudson? No. I, I was I was in one of his scenes, I was lucky. <laughs> and he was six foot four, magnificent. And what was most beautiful about him is when he spoke, he had this baritone voice. He was such a handsome guy and his sweetie pie, so nice. Oh yeah,
1: no, yeah. I never I never even met him. You
3: know, well, he was somebody Ava to meet.
1: We were lucky enough to have Ava Gardner. Um,
3: oh, I never met her. I would have loved to interview her. She would have been a real pistol.
1: Yeah.
3: Wow, Ava Gardner. Oh, yeah. She was real broad. Oh, yeah, she's a broad, hard drinking, tough, dirty mouth. My kind of broad, my <laughs> kind of a Brooklyn type. But yeah. no, I, I knew of Ava, but I never met her. I yeah. met most of my people through Jane Russell. Jane Russell was good friends with Esther Williams and Terry Moore, and all those actresses who I became friends with, those that are still alive, I'm still friends with. And that was a time when Hollywood was wonderful, which is segueing me to the question I'm gonna ask you now. Do you prefer Hollywood today or Hollywood of yesteryear?
1: Oh, yesteryear.
3: Why <laughs> is it? Give me reasons why, Donna. When
1: when I was doing <laughs> Knott's Landing, and stuff like that Um,
3: because
1: those shows like Knott's Landing got audiences of 70, 80 million a night. Now, shows are lucky if they get a million because there's so much diversity and there's so, I don't mean diversity, racial, no, I mean diversity no, no, I know
3: diversity and differences. Uh, so many different shows sure. and so many
1: app platforms. No,
3: the diversity no,
1: plays. plays. So gets that kind of, so the people, the actors that are coming out of their, those shows for the most part, don't become household names the way we did off of Knots landing and dynasty and shows like that. Um, and I don't, it it's it just seems to be all moving too fast you know I, I mean i think even for the audience i think the audience is like whoa there's so many things to watch i don't you know rather than kind of latching on to something and you know being excited about seeing what, what do you
3: think about the stinky writing i think the writing stinks <laughs> a lot of it does a lot of it's, some of
1: it's really really great but a lot of it's not
3: I think the shows that had good writing failed. The shows that have nothing but blood, gut, sex, killing, vulgarity succeed. So my thought is that listen, we're the number one web show in the world, in case you didn't know. We we have we were I Emmy mean, nominated. No, really, you know why? With you, we're being gentlemen. But if you ever watch our other shows, I could be the most vulgar person in the world. And the things I come out with people are shocked by, and that's why we're successful. Because we are this show that's outrageous.
2: Also the fact that he's like the grandfather that everybody wished they had because yeah. of the things he and says. And also, but...
3: I just think of you as such a lady I would never, never say. Not that I don't think of our other women as ladies, <laughs> I do. But they're like more broads. You're kind of like, you're a waspy chick, right?
1: So I'm from the Midwest, you know. But you're like, you're like. I have to say, it's such a
2: compliment, though, because in our, we've been on the air for 14 years, Mm -hmm. and um, probably like, there's been like five people where he he stays in good behavior, and one of them was Morgan Fairchild. Oh, I love Morgan. Morgan
3: is the best you know Morgan and, of and you're like
2: kind of like a Morgan Fairchild you oh, know everybody Morgan was the best. everybody knows you guys and you guys are from a, a different area and and I'm also, so happy
3: wait, to see Adrian, you. Adrian oh Bob yeah we had Adrian Barbo Bob Adrian Bobbo was wonderful we've had some big stars on our yeah. show i forgot all the other ones but Morgan,
1: <clears throat> Morgan Fairchild and I did a bunch of Bob Hope specials together and there's one in particular that i remember where she and i were in bed with Bob Hope. I was <laughs> O' Collins, and she was playing Linda Evans. <laughs> I would love to see it that. Was, it was. Very
2: That's hysterical. So, yeah. so then That's you're 40. you're working a, you're working a lot now. I mean, I went on your IMDb. It's funny because we have. We, we have Hulu, Apple TV, Netflix, Tubi. So all the time, like, we'll see somebody in a show and Ronald say, oh, you haven't seen anything from that person lately. And I look on their IMDb and I'm like, oh, my God, they're like, you know, they're doing uh, they've done a million. They've done 50 movies in the last 10 years. You and just don't also, see it because there's so
3: many ways, places to see things. I want to brag about Jimmy. My Jimmy what? is a producer and he's got about eight major films going right now. And I wouldn't be shocked if Jimmy doesn't. Oh no! I, I'm
2: already. I'm already working on it. You're working on <laughs> it to be, to be cast. In I a, had to see. I cast had him in one of his films. I wanted to see, see how beautiful you looked, and you—you you, you don't even look a day older than you did no, back she in, in Lant not she, she, she looks the same. Looks same. Did but you hold do, on. Wait,
3: wait. A lot of work. Did you do wrestling and all that crap? Oh, <laughs> I don't have anything in my face. Look at me. Yeah. Not bad for eighty-two, right?
1: No, no. I. You know what? I have like a few little lines above my lips.
3: You smoke? And
1: I I don't like them, but I like them better than looking like a duck.
2: Oh, oh no, I think that you're
1: oh. fabulous. Right? You, oh, yeah, I, you yeah, know, yeah. How, how many times have you seen ladies,
3: you know, who do put too much stuff in here? Oh, and... they look like Joan Rivers used to look. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Joan, and I knew Joan well. I knew Joan for 30 something years. I met Joan in the Greenwich Village in the 60s when she was a homely woman with a big nose. But oh yeah, she had a huge hooked nose and she was homely with bad crooked teeth. And really unsightly. And she was the funniest lady in the world. And then I lost track of her, of course. And as the years went on, I saw this other person who was never Joan Rivers anymore. She looked lovely, but she looked like a doll, like a fake rubber doll.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
3: That's awful when women do that to Actually, instance. though,
2: because I, I, I have a whole bunch of Christmas movies that I'm like working on, and I noticed that you've done several Christmas movies over the last couple of years. One of them, uh, Beauty and the Beast Christmas. Um, you were in Joy. You guys remember that movie, Joy? I I have to go back and watch it because I didn't pay attention to see you in it. But you guys, that was with Jennifer Lawrence and Robert De Niro. Bradley Love Jennifer Cooper, Diane oh. Ladd, Virginia oh. Madsen, Donna Mills, and Isabella Rossellini. Oh they my did, like, God, these are all my
3: favorite
1: people. <laughs> I was in the in the in the soap opera. Remember the mother used to watch soap operas yes. at the time and she kind of started living in the soap opera? And that, that I was in the soap opera. I have to
2: like go. Now you I worked to go with see it
3: four again. of my most favorite actresses. Isabella Rossellini, I adore. He loves Virginia Jennifer Madsen. Lawrence, I'm crazy about. Oh, she's the other one? Virginia oh, Madsen. Virginia Madsen. My God, I had a crush on her when, when, yep. when I was like, 25 yep. or something. Diane Ladd. Really and Diane Ladd, I love yes. Diane.
1: That was a really fun movie to do. And David O'Reilly was wow. divine <clears throat> I loved
2: him. So then you just did a movie and I don't know like, so I, you probably can't even talk about it but I want to tell everybody because it's it's called Nope and the reason I'm bringing it up is because it's a Jordan Peele film who's probably arguably you know one of the, the hottest directors in Hollywood at this exact moment right now he's one of the biggest directors in Hollywood and it's funny cuz Alex Hyde White is in it and he's he's a good friend of mine oh. known him for known him for years Kiki Palmer, Stephen Yeun, you guys that's the guy from uh The Walking Dead Daniel Kaluuya, which I, I don't know if that's how you pronounce it, Keith David. I mean, has an all-star great cast, and yeah. and it, and you know that it's going to get a major release if Jordan Peele did it, so everybody's going to see you.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's it's his first movie on his big Universal deal. He made oh. a very big deal with Universal. He's divine too. He's a just a wonderful guy, and it it was really really fun. I said, you know, you're on a big production when the horse has a stunt double.
3: (laughs) (laughs) The horse had a stunt double. That's true. But, you know, you brought up the word diversity. And, yes, I agree with you. We're not having real diversity because if we did, they would be hiring more 50 and over actors and actresses in film today. There's still that little bit of prejudice or whatever you want to call it. We're ages, i mean, Ages, ages ageism. I was at a, a cocktail party years ago A very fa- in Beverly Hills, a very famous producer, I won't give his name, was talking to another producer, and I was standing there just listening, and he said, look well, at Debbie Reynolds. And the other one said, that old douchebag? And I almost fell to the floor. Debbie Reynolds, who I know, or knew, I knew Debbie. You want to talk about Joan Rivers and Debbie Reynolds? I was in a car with the two of them. (laughs) I wish I had a camera. (laughs) The language and the carrying on, those two dishing each other, I was peeing myself. She was hilarious. Anyway, (laughs) Hollywood has got to get over this. It's young only. Because today we have more senior citizens on the planet than ever before. Our largest audiences are people who are at home. Senior citizens don't go out to dinner or dancing much anymore. They sit at home and watch TV. So it's about time that we start to bring to them the stars that they knew and loved while they were growing older.
1: I think that is happening to some extent.
2: It's starting to, yes.
1: You know, Jane Fonda's show. Wonderful. uh, Right. uh, uh, Michael um, Douglas. Michael Douglas's show. There, there, there are some more than there used to be. Yes. The, the movie industry and the TV industry is always going to be about younger people because they are delicious to watch on screen. You know, and even older people like to watch those young, beautiful faces on screen. So that's always. I think it's always going to be that way. But I think they are giving more uh, attention to older stories now.
3: Yes, and older love stories. I, I just, I just course, read that
2: the book club is oh, going to come out in a sequel. Like They're making another book club, and that was basically basically for an older generation.
3: I mean, 75- and 80-year-old people do fall in love. They do kiss, and they do make love. So well, if all of you young people out there that think when you're 80, it's over, uh-uh. maybe when you're 80, it has just begun. Because I'm 82 and I'm still out there running like a 20-year-old. <laughs> now I want to bring something else. Yeah, Sean- really? Yes, <laughs> I'm running with. I run with him, so it's okay. Okay, Donna, okay. Donna. I would sit home every yeah. night. He's the one who has to go I out and I have to answer uh, this question, and I want an honest answer. Sean Kanin said to me a couple of months ago, "Would you believe they just handed me 42 pages, and I have to do it without a rehearsal?" And I said, "Sean, I would." Quit the job. I no way could I remember forty-two pages and no rehearsal, and you're going to shoot it in a minute. He said, "Yeah, they're crazy." How do you feel about being thrown forty-two pages and no rehearsal?
1: Well, that's the reason I left General Hospital. You know, I I, I love the people. I love Frank Valentini, the producer. I, I loved all the other actors, but they would hand you, you know. I, thank god I never got 42 but you know <laughs> 30 pages 30 pages in one night that you that you're supposed to learn and it was just so hard you were always flying by the seat of your pants and Ugh. i kept leaving the studio driving home going what did I just do I don't even know if i get a <laughs> job was frantic you know, I, I so friendly, you know? And, and i didn't like that i liked you know at the end of the day, going home and saying, yeah, I nailed that, you know, but I could never do that there. So, uh, I, I think it's, I think it's wrong, but it's the economics of what those shows are right now. So
3: I've been invited. I won't mention the name of the show, but I've been invited on a soap opera to play uh, the father of someone. And, um, even though it's taped, they don't play around. You don't know your lines. They kick you right out of the studio. So, when I was younger, I could do lines. Now at this age, I don't do lines anymore. I once said to Jane Russell, "Why don't you go back to work?" She said, "Ron, I can't remember lines," which is happening at most people my age. But we have learned to put an earplug in. Laney Kazan has used it. Uh, Brad Pitt uses in it. His oh, last movie, he put an earplug. I put Brad, an ear. Oh, I it? loved it. I loved it. I loved the earplug, Donna. Oh, how.
1: Brad, I, 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 what? The ear, Brad Pitt uses the ear thing, yeah,
3: and and, and, and the other do. one, Johnny Depp, because Johnny Depp, yeah, Johnny Depp, he doesn't. Like, Robert De Niro uses, yeah, them. Johnny Depp doesn't like to learn lines, so they put a plug in. Uh, Robert De Niro uses a plug because he can't remember. Hang on, sorry, lines. Uh, do you remember
2: lines then? You you don't have too much problem, Well,
1: not thirty pages in
2: a night, but
1: right, yeah, no, that is just, that's beyond. Yes, I I still learn lines. As a matter of fact, about two, you know, the COVID year, you can't. Count. maybe three years ago I did Driving Miss Daisy on stage
3: Oh wow. Um, wow wow that's hard
1: so then you gotta learn the lines there oh. and I, I did when I did it I hadn't done anything on the stage in quite a long time and uh, I kind of did it just to see if I could and I did and I loved it I loved it because I got to the point in doing the show where I was living on that stage
2: oh
3: absolutely yeah I, I I love stage too, but I don't accept. I mean, a friend of mine, I won't mention his name either. But he's offered me something to do in Hollywood—a quick review thing—and I had to decline. I said, "Baby, mm-mm. I couldn't remember those lines because it was a two-man play, two character, and yeah, that's a minutes, lot of lines." Well,
1: okay. was, Daisy was hard. That's three characters, you know. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's it hard, but, but not I, I loved it. It was it was wonderful to You know. I take all kinds of, you know, algae brain things that I love. Well, they must work.
3: Yeah, but you're not my age. When you get to be eighty-two, then we'll have a conversation.
1: Honey, but I'm eighty-one.
3: I didn't know if you were going to tell because people that she, or if you want. She's eighty-one. I'm excuse, I'm my, excuse my Brooklynism,
2: but your ass is eighty-one. No, she's eighty-one. I knew it already because I looked it up. But I, 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 I say anything. Going, I'm
3: going to commit suicide. <laughs> Donna, you are 81 years old? Yeah, she's 81. Are you kidding me? I okay, swear. No. no, I'm not lying. I am not being a phony. I'm not lying. He
2: had I, no idea because I didn't tell you him. Know, I
3: don't do math well. I'm very bad at numbers. I, I, seriously, I'm dyslexic. I thought you were maybe 65, 67 looking good. You're 81. You're an old broad like me. Yeah. You're 81. You well, you're white. not an old broad. No, but... <laughs> spellbound. God, you are Good absolutely for you. gorgeous, magnificent, beautiful, beyond belief. 81. When he thought you were Kira.
2: 65, he thought you were amazing. So now you've
3: just Wait, broken status. Kudos to you. <laughs> kudos to you. And Thanks. all you women out there who are 81 and look like crap, take a look at Donna Mills. You can do it, too. <laughs> well, what, what oh like to me I... Hang mean, I on, I better say. I can't I'd like
1: to be an inspiration. I'd like to be, to... You to are, you are show women that you don't have to be old at 81, you know, that, that if you stay in shape and you never like leave your physical exercise routines and stuff like that, if you keep it up all your life, you'll stay young, God willing. If you, if you keep your health Healthy. Uh, that, and, and, and you can be as active and as happy and as involved at 81 as you were at 50, at, you know, 30. Doesn't matter. Absolutely, you know, you're doing it.
3: and you're working don't a lot too. It. It's all about positive thinking. The minute you let negativity come into your brain, you're gone, you're finished, it's over. Yeah. I can't walk, I don't feel good, I don't see good, I can't remember, I can't eat, I can't be. I can't this, I can't that. No, don't do that stuff. I get up at four in the morning, I'm at the studio at six, I'm in makeup at 8. I'm on the set, whenever they set up the goddamn thing, which takes 50 hours. (laughs) But anyway, I work a full day. I work a 12-hour day sometimes and maybe longer. And then we drive back to Palm Springs, a two-hour drive. And I'm doing this now. I'm shooting in July, another movie. So I don't give up. People say me, Ron, where do you get your energy from? I said, I've never lost it. I don't get it from anywhere. It's been in me all my life. Yeah. And that's with you. And it yeah. shows me, I can't believe you're 81. You must've had major surgery. Jesus. <laughs> she just told you no. No, no, <laughs> she had to be under the knife for 10 days or something to look yeah. that good. I mean, yeah. you really look, I'm freaking out. I swear to you, I'm floored. But you know what? When Hang I, on, so I'm gonna ask wait, you when I, watch, a when, I, when I watched your show, I was in my thirties. So yeah, we would be the same age. Yeah. So, wow. so. Yeah. 40 years ago. Yeah, that was 40 would, years I, ago. Donna. When you're in Palm Springs working, if you don't come to our house for dinner, I will never speak to you again. <laughs> because I cook Italian, you'll love it. I'll have some other soapies over, all our neighbors. Judith Chapman is here, and Tristan Rogers, and Sean Canyon, and the list goes on and on. All yeah. soapies. And we can have a good time. I will Have a dinner party. A good,
1: a good Italian meal? Woo!
3: Yes. Yeah, and and I cook good
2: Italian food. So hold on, we've got four minutes. Uh, so and I by wanna... Wait, you come to Palm Springs a lot, right?
1: I do, actually. I always come for the tennis tournament for Indian okay. Wells, you know, because yes. right, 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 like, right. I play tennis like four and five times a week.
2: Oh, do you really? That's awesome. I was a, I played for the, university, for the University of Florida. It's like I played through college, but then I stopped and now I, I just had a knee replacement. So now so I'm still working a, you're, back you're still it. playing tennis? Yes.
3: Oh. See that, everybody out there? 81 playing tennis. Yep. So... So here's the question
2: I like to ask all she the actors and this. actresses that come on the show. Um, bucket list, because you've already worked with everybody. Bucket list male and female actor and actress that you have not worked with that you think would be fun to work with. And then the second part of the question is, if you could have been in any movie ever made in history, what movie would you have liked to have been in? Oh,
1: God. Whoa. <laughs> First of all, the actors. I, I would give anything to work with Meryl Streep. Oh, uh, okay. A lot
3: of people say that
1: anything I mean she to me is a goddess um guy 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 uh boy I, that's that's hard I don't I did, well I'd, I'd say Robert de Niro although I did work with him yeah you
2: did work with too or at
1: least yeah. you had a movie with him yes right. uh, we, you know we, we said hello one day yes right? um, we, said, <laughs> we didn't really't have a scene together or anything like that I, I would I would love to to work with him. Okay, and what movie would
2: you have liked to have been
1: in? Oh boy, that's a really. Cool movie. It could, it could <laughs> be an old love, love, like costume drama. It could, be anything. it could be a
3: classic movie from let's the forties.
1: Let's say Gone with the Wind.
3: There you go. You would have been a good Melanie. How do you how do you do South? Can you do Southern? I can. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you could have been. You
1: could have been um, not I, I'm kind of good
3: at southern, actually. Actually, you could have played the lead, the Vivian Lee part. I Melody, like, love it. Melanie, you're not, you're too tough for Melanie, just too aggressive for Melanie. Melanie was like a backward retard. Mm. Her character was so sweet, it could vomit. But um, it works. You got an Academy Award for it. Yeah, <laughs> I like, love it. So, everybody. How do you feel about the Academy Award? We got to go because we got the many questions. last question. Okay, last question. Do you want one? Do you How want I one? about
1: the Academy Awards?
3: Would you want one? Do you want one? She got an Emmy.
1: Of course, I want one. <laughs> okay. Of course, yes. You know whether or not I don't have it. I felt like this year's award ceremony was ruined.
3: Yeah. Yes. yes. Um, it was terrible. Very, very. I
1: generally prof- like the 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 award ceremonies and stuff like that. And I, you know, it's it's the act. You know, it's a lot of actors and. I think it's fun, and I, I, I'm i sorry to hear that it's not very popular
3: anymore. No, it's not. So, no. everybody,
2: this is Donna Mills. You can follow her on Instagram. She's the Donna Mills on Instagram. Check out uh, – actually, we can't see Knots Landing anymore, though, right? Nobody streams it anywhere. Yeah. So we and have that's to work a like shame, that. Everybody. You guys tweet to Warner
3: Brothers. <laughs> you know, if you want to hear no – If you, you want to see a good story with good actors in a beautiful setting, bring it back. I mean, we, you know, there are a lot of revivals that really aren't good, but not, to, I mean, I would love to see Dynasty brought back. Like I mean, Joe Collins would be a pitch on wheels now at her age. Yeah. I mean, you gotta yeah like another, another beauty. I think she's 88 years old or something. Oh, she would be wonderful to see. Oh, absolutely. You know, she's a hell of a woman. I, I love her. So, Donna,
2: congratulations on a wonderful career. Um, thank you. If thank you ever thank have anything to promote, here. please let us know. We'll bring you back on anytime. We would love to have you back. Thank we you. think you're thank fabulous. You. Thank you so much. And congratulations on all your success. Lovely,
3: lovely to look at guests. Lovely, lovely to hear guests. And lovely, lovely to get to know guests. You are so welcome to come back on our show whenever you like. And please, seriously, contact us when you get to Palm Springs.
1: And I'm looking forward to my Italian dinner.
3: Absolutely, and I'm serious.
2: I'm going to do it. You think I'm kidding? No, we always do it. Well, that's, well everybody who comes on our show
3: when and when the famous comes over, I get, I get a good gang of actors here. We all have we put music on, we dance, we drink, we act stupid. We have a good time. We really my kids. Like they're all older, like me, and younger, little younger. But we have a good time. We're like teenagers at a at a hop. Oh. <laughs> anyway, thank you so much, Donna. That's Donna Mills, everybody. Hi, Donna. Take care. You. You're as sweet as pie. Bye and bye as beautiful bye. as they come. I adore her. She's wonderful. Can you imagine? 81. I knew she was 81. Oh, no. I didn't know she was 81. You know, I stink. I stink at math. I mean, of course she had to be because we were the same age when she did Knox Landing. God, is she gorgeous. Oh, what a beautiful girl. So hopefully everybody in the chat room, you guys liked
2: it too. She was fabulous. And now we're going to bring on our next guest. Da, 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 da. Hopefully these cameras come Nothing on. Nothing like
3: the actors of, of yesterday here. They have such style. They know how to do an interview. They're just wonderful to work with.
2: Hey, Gary, your camera's not on. It's all black.
4: <laughs>
3: I'm trying to There we go. How's that? There we go. There
4: we go.
2: Yay. <laughs> hey, how you doing?
4: I'm doing good. Great, guys. Thank you for having me.
2: So how do I... How do, is it Levitt? How do I pronounce it correctly?
4: That is correct. The original pronunciation was Levitt. But over the years the English translation is Levitt. All right,
2: everybody, now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star show with Ron Russell, Impressionist Actor, Writer, Producer, and Director, Gary Levitt. Hello and welcome to the show. Well,
4: thank you for having me, guys.
2: So let me introduce you to my cool, outrageous man about town co-host, Mr. Ron Russell
3: is Mia from how you I am dying look <laughs> <laughs> she's so gorgeous be mills oh my is she not beautiful? yes yeah, she is she uh, certainly is back 80, 81 years old she's my, that old 81 she's she gorgeous looks
4: great. she looks great great
3: you look good too you remind me of, of a very good friend of ours yeah oh, oh. Ron's a lover who died. He he's, he's alive. The love oh him. yeah, yeah, I forgot. Doesn't his name. he look I Yes he does. I like, just brought my age, you
2: know what? I'm like my mother. My mother Hello, Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell listeners. Why are so many dogs suffering from health issues? Actress Katherine Heigel, who's helped save over sixteen thousand dogs through her foundation, said she's seeing more issues with dogs' joints, odors, and health than ever before. She's made a 20-minute video explaining step-by-step how anyone can do the same thing to see incredible changes in their dog's health. This worked amazingly for our dogs Shazam, Astro, and Brandy. We are noticing more energy, healthier skin and coat, just looking and acting younger. They love it. If you want to keep your dog healthy and happy, go to BadlandsFood.com forward slash Jimmy and Ron and watch Catherine's video right now. Again, that's B A D. L A N D S F O O D dot com forward slash Jimmy and Ron
3: Mother used to look at me when she was mad and say, "Which one are you? What's your name again? <laughs> did your mother do that to you?" Oh, uh, uh, so Gary, we... Did your mother do that to you? She... My mother
4: does it all the time.
3: Oh, she still does <laughs> it. Which which one are you? What's your name?
4: She'll she'll <laughs> call me the dog's name. <laughs> you got like four, four boys in my uh, my family. I have three brothers and the dog and. I can which, get called Which one, are one you? Of which, 20,
3: which one are you? I'm number
4: 3, I'm
2: number three. <laughs> So hold on, Gary. We have a, a chat room full of people. So say hi to everybody in the chat room.
4: Hi, everybody.
2: There you go. And you guys, Gary is the host of Gary Levitt and Friends on 95.9 WATD. He's also the Wizard of Stars. Oh, uh, he, I does like that. he does voices. He does Wizard of Stars. He does a thousands of voices, celebrity voices, which I have his demo like a demo really did. We're going to play it for everybody in a minute.
4: Gary Grant. Excellent, thank you.
2: Yeah, we're gonna play it in a second. I don't know if he does. He does like I don't know if he. Cary Grant, come I don't on, know I if he does, let's he do, do Cary Grant? Grant.
4: How about how about uh, George Lindsey Pyle doing Cary Grant?
2: <laughs> what the
4: hell is that? You remember, George, you remember that episode of Annie Griffith? I I, no. I don't.
2: No, that's funny. I don't actually know. We're gonna play it for him in a minute anyway. Okay. I actually went. You guys, his website is garylevitt.com. I actually. Uh, uh, went on your website because you have like the pictures of all the different celebrities you've like met and worked with and hang out with and, and I picked out a few just because like we know them all uh, Joey Fatone who's been on the show Tiffany Frank Vincent uh, I used to work with him a lot in Fort Lauderdale on a bunch of different movies Brian Dennehy Dean Cain which we went to an event with not too long ago and Corey Haynes nice and Cory Ham was actually a really good good friend of mine like uh, uh, I still talk to his mom around, his, around the anniversary of his death all, every year And uh, so you've actually done some really cool stuff. So tell us a little bit about you real quick.
4: Yeah, sure. I got my start in show business or entertainment back in the third grade of school living in Portland, Maine. I'd go into the teacher's rooms and I would actually do voice impersonations of the likes of John Wayne, Dean Martin, and Jimmy Stewart. And there was a legendary Boston Celtic play-by-play announcer by the name of Johnny Most up here in New England. And they used to say he smoked a carton of cigarettes a day. And that was one of the first voices that got me into radio, but it followed suit with doing more and more impersonations. I actually played the part of Bozo the Clown for the Fox affiliate up here in New England. <laughs> he was Bozo the Clown. True story. And I've done lots of radio. I've created a couple of animations that could see the light of day by the end of this year. I think they truly will. And I've written a children's book. It's called Chally Horse. And one of those animations is going to be Charlie Horse. It's about, Uh, A a disabled horse who injures one of his legs, saving a baby bear from a forest fire. Uh And it's all about anti-bully, as well as overcoming a disability, teamwork, compassion, wisdom, so on and so forth. But that's that's one of the animations. And the other one is geared towards a Fox TV or I don't want to say an adult audience because I don't want anybody to misconceive what it is. Similar to what The Simpsons or what Family Guy is humor-wise.
2: Yes, I love. I actually love. Uh, the Sounds census was a to big me. deal. So, we're, so that
3: you're doing those things. They're important for kids to learn. So uh, we're gonna what we're gonna do real quick.
2: Um, Juan, do you have the uh, the Gary Levitt voices? They like they're gonna play it for us and uh, uh, for right. everybody to hear, and then we can come back and talk, and we can hear some of the voices that you do. I've actually listened to it. Uh, I don't remember everybody's in it though. So so one, you got that ready? Go ahead, everybody. This is uh, Gary Leibert's voices demo. Here
1: it is.
4: My name is Gary Lovett. I'm known as the Wizard of Stars for being able to impersonate thousands of voices. And here's my little kid voice. Hi, everybody. My name's Gary. I hope you enjoy the tape.
3: Hey, hey, hey. Oh, boy, it's
4: Krusty the Clown. <laughs> Smithers, who is it, villian fellow? Ah, uh, gee, Mr. Burns, that's Homer Simpson. <laughs> oh, Marge, I want to look at your goodies... Not in front of the kids, homie. Hi, caramba. <laughs> how would you like a lollipop Lisa Simpson? Yes, Homer Simpson. He stole, he slept on the job, and he was rude to my customers. Still, we loved him. Come again. Whoa, little Bart Simpson dude. Hop onto the magic bus. Bart Simpson, eat my shorts. Hey, Mr. Crab. How about a Crabby Patty? Oh, great. It's Spongebob with his buddy Patrick. Okay, Spongebob. Me need me money, boys. I need the Krabby Patty secret formula. Mayor Adam West? My dad, you're a bully, and you're always picking on me. Hey, hey Lois, remember the time that we, uh... Peter, not
3: and not, not one of them
4: sounds alike. Oh, I appreciate that. And and that's a key with voices. I try to stay away from any that might sound alike. No. The other thing is I try not to do a voice that's anything less than an eight and a half or less than a nine, because if I'm doing that, people are going to remember that voice. They're going to say, oh, all the voices were great except for that one. And then they're going to focus on that one. And I know there's plenty of great voice impressions out there but i think what they forget is just stick with your real good ones as opposed to loading up with ones that are just okay
2: i loved all the Simpsons ones because i knew who all the characters were so i knew who they were um the spongebob stuff because i don't watch SpongeBob. so so you do a lot of kid ones but you also do um, like all different like adult kind too like what does bozo the clown sound like i don't even know what Bozo. he did, did. bozo <clears throat> was that the beginning no, that,
4: that was Krusty that you heard. That's yeah, I heard it. Krusty. Oh,
2: Krusty, I know. I know. Yeah. Krusty, I thought that was
4: Bozo. But over the years, Bozo's voice from the guys that originally that did it, it was more of a Ronnie Reagan type voice. But then I changed it because the people at Fox affiliate up in Providence, they said, make it more kid friendly. We know you can do voices, so make it more kid friendly. So my Bozo the clown voice was something like this. Howdy, everybody. It's your old pal Bozo. And just remember what your old pal Bozo always says. Just
3: keep laughing. (laughs) I'll see you around like a donut. (laughs) Around like a donut. Now, you live in Provincetown?
4: Uh, I actually live in a place called Woburn, Massachusetts. Woburn is known for its toxic water over the years. Of course, the movie Civil Action, which starred John Travolta,
3: and Robert Duvall. I don't know. If oh, you yeah, we that. saw that. Yes, I yeah. did see that. Well, That's love, the city I live in. <laughs> I love Provincetown. I used to go there many, many, many years ago for Christmas in July. They really? Used to, they used to do that back in the nineteen early 1960s. Wow. And Provincetown then was a quaint little fisherman's village. Now I understand it's a metropolis. You know, it's gotten, it's lost its little charm. Is that true?
4: Well, it's uh, it's definitely a vacation tourist attraction. There's no doubt about well, it. A lot of people yeah, go there.
3: Yeah. I mean, we used to go to the Mad Hatter, and we'd get these crazy hats and wear them with water faucets on them and nutty stuff. It was a lot yeah. of fun. But I loved it. Yep. Uh, sandwich was beautiful. Yeah, sandwich I is great. It. The, the yep. lighthouse out there we used to go to see it was a very famous landmark. It's so beautiful up there. In the summer, of course, the winter.
4: <laughs> yeah, it's desolate during the winter, but... Cape Cod during the summer, there's nothing like it.
3: It's beautiful. I don't it's think have really, ever been there. Well, when we go east, I'll take you up there. Cape Cod is, is it's it's just, it's all, it's I can't explain it. It's all watery and beautiful. The waters are very cold though, for swimming. But uh, it's beaches and little adorable houses and little, is that restaurant still there that was buried half under the sand and they had a beer thing on Sundays where everybody would sing? <laughs> You know, it was huge and half of it was under the dunes and the other part was wood, all beams. And you'd go in and you'd sit on wooden beam tables and it was a beer thing. You'd shake your glass and, and they would sing songs, all the guys and girls. It was wonderful. But this is like 50 years ago. <laughs>
4: like, I was going to say, Ron, you seem like you'd be more like a Hampton Beach guy, which is up in New Hampshire. And, and Hampton Beach was known for the guys coming down from Canada wearing the old Speedo bathing suits and uh, dropping a baked potato down the front end.
3: (laughs) (laughs) No, but Provincetown was very gay when I went there. Yeah, Um, Provincetown's a great. Actually, Marvin Hagel,
4: one of the greatest middleweight boxers of all time, if not the best, he trained in Provincetown for years.
3: I was walking one of those little narrow streets with my friend Tommy, and a 59 Impala convertible came by with four guys, in it, and they grabbed us by the wrist, and they pulled us into the car, and they took us down to the beach to a barbecue. That's the kind of fun we used to have back in those days. It wasn't an angry world, and it was a happy, fun world. I wish it was. I I miss it. Yeah, I miss it. You know, it was innocent. That was what we were. We were innocent. So wait,
2: go back to the, I want to go back to the voices thing. Cause that seems to be a, a really big thing. And, and so how long does it take? Like if, if you watched a, like a, 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 some show came on TV and there was a new character or whatever that was on it and you wanted to learn it, like how long does it take you to actually learn a character?
4: It, it's kind of funny. It's a great question, Jimmy. I would say depending on the voice, sometimes I can pick it up right away. And sometimes it takes forever to do it. Like, I'll give you one voice that I didn't get down until it was way after the fact. George W. Bush. I never really had his voice down until he was done being president, which I never really tried to go after it. Uh, But today, there's really not a voice that if, like for your voices, I could listen to you guys. And I think if I hung out with you for a half hour, like we're doing now, I might have your voice down pretty good. But some I can get instantly. Some it takes a while. And like I told you earlier, if I don't get it to the point where I think it's any good, I'm not going to do it. I don't want to give you something that I think that's any less than good.
3: Gary, if you imitate my voice, it's worth the fortune. I'm only <laughs> hired because of my antique Brooklyn accent. When they do New York Brooklyn today, it's so phony. Mine is real. So they hire me deliberately to play mafia Brooklyn tough guys because of my accent. And it's a real accent. It's not, you know, the, the put-on that the, some of the actors do which sound so corny and terrible.
4: You would have been great in A Bronx Tale.
3: I would have been oh, great. he would have loved it. Yeah, that, 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 I love the movie, in you know, that yeah. movie. But I've been in some pretty good films where, uh, un, unlike you, it's difficult to learn a voice because you have nothing to reference to except the voice. When an actor gets a, ca- a script, he creates that character. And we have it in writing because the dialogue gives us what the character is doing. So it's much easier as an actor to act than a voiceover guy to do what you do. It's difficult what you do.
4: Well, thank you. I appreciate (laughs) that. You know, I, I think back and I hear sometimes when I haven't been able to pick up a voice real quick, I'll listen to an impersonator do it. I'll watch what he's doing with his mouth and where he's positioning his tongue or his lips or his teeth. And like, for instance, I give you Al Pacino. Al Pacino at one time, I was not really that good at it. And I'm being honest, I would have rated it maybe like a five or a six. But today I give, and I'm not bragging, but I say it's pretty darn close to a 10 on the Al Pacino. But it depends on which Al Pacino you're looking for from which movie. So I'll give you a little bit of an example from *Sin of a Woman and then also Scarface, if you don't mind.
0: So oh, just I just kind of
4: give your listeners and your viewers a little sample of what happens with the voices that I do. So Al Pacino, okay, from Son of a Woman. How you doing? Colonel Frank Slater here. This is my boy, Charlie. Charlie's the only class of this act. ass here. <laughs>
2: well,
3: that's so, that's so, so good. good. That's so good, Son of a Woman. That, that, that's more than a ton. <laughs> that's, that was, now so Scarface. Scarface. And
4: people forget Scarface, I so don't know, Here's, the, here's my issues with Pacino and Scarface. If you really pay attention to him, really pay attention, he comes out of character. The voice, he comes out of that Tony Montana. Not once, not twice, probably at least a dozen times that the voice comes out of the Montana type voice and then he goes back into it. You, you have to be like a real student of the, the voice impersonations. But the final scene when he's got the mountain of cocaine on the desk. <laughs> And he knows they're coming from. I don't want to swear on your show, so you I'll can swear. You, you can swear. You can swear. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> are you sure? Because I don't want to offend anybody. No, that's
3: fine. Don't worry. We swear. Okay. All, so oh, this is oh, the oh, end. Our oh, 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 viewers love it. <laughs>
4: okay. So the end scene of Scarface. He's going. And he's and he's putting the guns together. And he's pushing the cake. Uh, the coke to this. Not the cake, but the coke. Well, cake for him maybe. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 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 You want to mess with me? Okay.
3: All right. You want to fuck with me? Then send it off to my new friend! <laughs> that is incredible. <laughs> you know, if ever he can't do a, 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 a what's, it, what's it called? A voiceover when we, we fuck up in the movie. Oh, ADR. ADR. An, AD, an ADR. You could do the ADR for him. They said swear away in the chat room. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right, I, I tell you what, I'm here with my uh, my buddy
4: Sean. Sean's got a, a, little bit, a little bit of a problem with his... Uh, his little 007. Sean, what seems to be the problem? Oh, yes. Before I met the little blue pill, you got the blue pill, you know what I'm talking about, (laughs) aren't you gentlemen? Okay. Before I had that little problem with my 007, but since I took it, it's been pushy galore.
3: (laughs) Did you ever play a joke on a friend on a phone by using a voice?
4: I have. Believe it or not, he many a time. It, it, I, 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 I'll incriminate myself here. But here some of the people when I worked in rock and roll radio up here in Boston that we were able to pull off some, some pretty cool things on. Judd uh, Jed Gregg, governor of New Hampshire. He thought he was talking with Bobcat Goldthwaite. <laughs> um, I, I said, this is Bobcat Goldthwait. And... <laughs> because of that that, that damn Seabrook power plant that's why my voice sounds oh, that's why it sounds like it does today <laughs> and of course we got a hold of Hillary Clinton believe it or not oh, Hillary this, 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 this was before Hillary became i mean i'm sorry before bill became president bill, right. the first time around when he was running i said look uh, what's what's the name of the hotel and i'll tell you the story behind it What's the name of the hotel that we're staying at? And, of course, uh, the hotel we're staying at. And I said, look, I want to get a nice big steak dinner and uh, see if you can get a threesome with one of those (laughs) chambermaids." Needless to say, we couldn't play that back on radio. There was too many swears.
2: Um, And then
4: here's a good one. You guys will like this. And I, Pat Buchanan, you remember Pat Buchanan, right? Yes. Yes. So. One of the voices I did on this old rock and roll stations was Robert Parrish, the former Boston Celtic Center, who Jack Nicholson referred to as the chief out in Golden State before he came to Boston. So we got a hold of Pat Buchanan and Pat, whether he was or not, I don't think he was, but he was labeled <laughs> as kind of being a little racist and prejudiced. I don't think he was, to be honest with you. We had some fun with him. I got him on the phone, We got him on the phone. And my, my first question was, hey, what's happening, Pat? Now he doesn't see me. He's only hearing the voice. He thinks Robert Parrish is in the studio and asking the question. He's on the phone. I, I'd like to know if uh, if there's any truth to the fact that uh, that uh, you're going to be having David Duke as your running mate.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and <bet> you shit. <laughs> <laughs> you been in trouble with that. stuff.
4: <laughs> and we we did that and I wanted to see if he wanted to play a game of one on one basketball and he knew that something was up with that. Now, but are
3: you, uh, are you married?
4: I am married. I'll be 30 years coming September.
3: Do you drive your wife crazy with voices?
4: Uh here and there I think more so my kids cuz my, my kids say dad you're always on. You're like Robin Williams. It's <laughs> <That's> okay. <laughs> it's called show business. Can it you is. Hear, can it
2: you is Robin Williams?
4: Uh, not as well as I'd like to, but I can tell you one that uh, the last of the pranks, you guys will appreciate this. Uh, it worked with the late, great Kenny Rogers, and I called up the Kenny Rogers Roasters in California, and he happened to be there. We knew he was going to be there, and there's a, <clears throat> I'll, I'll switch it up to Schwarzenegger. It was, um, hold on. Here we go. Hello, dear. Kenny, this is this is Anna Schwarzenegger here. Look I, I wanted I wanted to tell you that I'm a little disappointed with you. I'm disappointed because you're taking you're taking the little things out of the the toenails out without the anesthesia. How would you like if I come down and I prick this out of you there the Kenny? And Kenny actually thought that he was talking to Schwarzenegger. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
4: I don't think Kenny Rogers roaster still exists,
2: does it? I used to love I don't think it Rogers does either in Florida. It was great. I and like the, the and they
4: weren't doing the uh, anesthesia before they they pluck them, so that's yes. the, that <laughs> that's was the hilarious.
2: Point. So who's your favorite? Like, who's your favorite impersonation that you would like to do the best?
4: Well, you know, favorite it it comes and goes. I love James Earl Jones. Okay. I love Morgan Freeman. In fact, uh, here on social media, there was one night not too long ago, and I wish he was here now, my son. We had a Morgan Freeman off, and it meant like he always said his was better than mine. And I knew if we did this, him against me, because I'm a voice impressionist, I said he's going to win this by votes because he's the underdog. And I think I got outvoted two to one. <laughs> so, but of course, no, Morgan Freeman, we took it right out of the Shawshank Redemption, if you don't mind. Great right. movie, great movie. No, go, go. it. Do it. Right. My name is Morgan Freeman. the frame is my friend. Get busy living. Oh, get busy dying. God damn right. That's wow. A fucking, that's, what a good movie, too. That's incredible. You're, Wait. That's a really good one.
2: Do you do James Earl Jones like Darth Vader, James Earl Jones, or what do you do?
4: You know, it's funny you mention that I do that, but my all-time favorite James Earl Jones movie, it wasn't he was the main star, but he was a part of it, is Field of Dreams with Kevin Costner. Kevin Costner. And I'll give you a little bit of that if you don't mind. And then I'll do the Darth Vader right after that. Okay. 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 okay yes. So here we go. From from the movie, Field of Dreams, which we just lost Ray Liotta just the other day. Yes. Sure, okay. Sure. So we'll do that little soliloquy he does at the end. They will come, Ray. Baseball has been the one constant in time. Oh, they most definitely will come. They will come. I love James Earl Jones. Oh, I'm All right. So Darth on. Vader, here we go. Got to do the mouth thing here, though. Young Skywalker, I see that Obi-Wan has taught you will Use the Force, Luke, use the Force. <laughs> I see that Jimmy Starr and Ron Russell, Jedi warriors, they will be. Oh my God, I love that. You are terrific. I like, love that. So
2: so besides doing this, you actually host a show, because I was looking at somebody who have coming up. I thought, oh my God, that would be a good guest. Uh, your show is called Gary Levitt and Friends. Tell us a little bit about your show.
4: Yeah, every Wednesday night on WATD up in Boston. It's a weekly entertainment variety show. And why we call it variety is basically what you guys do here. You got one celebrity after another. With my show, I try to get a professional athlete, Hollywood actor or actress, uh, famous musician, comedians. And I try to get those human interest stories. And we've had some really, really good human interest stories. And the best human interest story we ever had so far, I mean, there's going to be others that come up, but we had a guy whose dad was driving the box plane that dropped the bomb at Nagasaki. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's pretty, that's that's a human interest story. But my favorite guest so far on the show is my all-time favorite athlete, Julius Irving, Dr. J. Oh, there
2: you go. Okay. Yeah, we lovely really doctor. Do, and we and I really know you really guys do appreciate or that, or that with
4: the New York accent there, too.
2: Yeah, we don't do the whole like athlete thing, really. That's the one thing because it's all entertainment and, and and we're fags. We don't really watch a lot of
3: sports. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're basically uh, filming TV and stage and music
2: and music and music.
3: So who are some of your favorite musicians
2: that have been on? Are you have somebody getting ready to come. Who do you have coming on tonight? Because you have somebody coming on.
4: Yeah, for we have Hollywood's own Beaver Jerry Mathers.
2: Oh, there you go. Okay, leave yep. the Beaver. That's funny because I saw he, something coming up.
4: We we promoted it as Ward and the Beaver because <laughs> Mickey Ward is an Irish Mickey Ward. He was a great boxer up here, and they actually fought at a worldwide level. So both of them on tonight, the Ward is and a Mickey Beaver. Ward and the and Beaver. Beaver. Yeah.
3: Well, in it, California, if you say you're going to have Beaver on your show, you're going to get a big audience. <laughs> I you, know, you know what a Beaver is yeah, in California? Go. No, I want to hear it. Go ahead. Oh, he wants to hear you to say oh, it. I, I, a woman's uh, snatch. snatch. <laughs> a they call it a beaver. Out in California, I was at a party one time, and this guy was bragging. He was drunk, and he said, oh, it's real neat. I shot her a beaver. And I thought, what the fuck is he talking about? He took a and picture. I up. had to ask somebody, he shot a beaver? What is he drunk? He said, no. He checked out a girl's snatch. I dressed one up. I thought, a beaver? I'm going back to New York. Well,
4: <laughs> one of one of the greatest movie lines ever using that word was Jack Nicholson in the movie One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Do you remember that one?
3: I don't. I know the film, but I don't remember.
4: All right, so he's talking to Billy, which is Brad Dourif, the actor, and he's talking to him about he should be out. And he goes something like this: "What's the matter with you, Billy? You're just a kid. You ought to be out in a convertible, bird dog, and chicks and banging beaver, man." <laughs>
2: I love
3: Jack Nicholson. He's like one of my favorite actors. We've had a lot of people come on this show that do impressions, but boy, you really are the top one. You're incredible. Thank you. No, they really sound like who they are. There's not even a hint of not them. I I, that that Jack Nicholson was really good. I think that Jack Nicholson was really, really good. I want you to follow something. Do this for me, okay? Sure. Get over here. I ain't doing it no more.
4: So you want me to say it just like that, like a Boy, Boston accent? Get over here.
3: I ain't doing it no more. What do you want from me? Get over
4: here. As Nicholson. No, that's Brooklyn.
3: Uh, okay, wait, so, so,
4: okay I can do that. No, no. All right. So Bugs Bunny was from Brooklyn, right? I don't know. Yes, he was. I'm pretty funny, sure. Funny no, so let me see if I can do it as Bugs, because I'm going to do my Bugs Bunny Brooklyn accent. So Yeah, watch up, Jack. Get over here. I ain't gonna do it anymore. <laughs> ain't not gonna do it no more. No, I ain't gonna do it no more. Right. I'm gonna you mortalize got to... you. you want yeah. a maroon. You got it right. You
3: got it right. You boy, do a boy. lot
2: of kids' voices, though. I mean, uh, kids' cartoon voices, though. Like, that seems like well, you're making specialty. a good
3: living at it. That's for good.
2: I like, love it. Right? So right? Astro,
3: Astro's on. <laughs> My dog is trying to get up. Up, up. Come on, Astro. Come on,
2: up, jump, up, jump up. So, so, uh, so uh, what about, like, can you do any, like, 40s or 50s stars?
4: Yeah, from, from long ago, I, I'll tell you what. What we can do here is I'll, I'll go back on TV shows as well as movies, if you don't mind. Okay, go my, for my it. My favorite era or decade of TV was the 60s. And, of course, my favorite TV show from that era starred Andy Griffith and Don Noss. There we go, and, okay. and the rest of that crow. but I'll just, I'll run the gamut. So let's do Andy Griffin. Here we go. Oh, mine and five for bird for duty. I got my bud hair in my pocket.
0: Ooh, I, I love,
4: I, I love, I love that boy. Hopi-hoo. How about, how about a, how about a haircut, Andy?
1: Mrs. Wiley, how do you do? My name is Ernest T. Bass.
4: Hogan Zeros, you ready? Oh General yeah, Hogan
2: is my favorite.
3: General Peccata. It's so nice to see you.
4: Shut up, Kling. Why are you always happy to see me when I'm never happy to see you? Actually, that's good really Morgan. good. Back, 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 back. I know nothing. I see nothing. I hear nothing. Has
3: anyone ever accused you of being schizophrenic?
4: Yes, many <laughs> times. I, <laughs> I think I get, get involved of Tourette's, to be honest with you guys. I really do.
3: That you hear voices that you do them so well. No, what happens
4: is- with the, me, I'll go into a place, it's funny, and I go into the convenience stores, and I have lots of Indian friends up here in the New England area, but if someone has a real, real thick Indian accent, I find myself going into talking just like them.
3: <laughs> do they get offended?
4: I don't think they do, because I have a pair of nice round glasses I wear sometimes, and when <laughs> do I they do, they the call video? me Gandhi Levitt, and that's that. truth be told. <laughs> Not Gary, but Gandhi Levitt. <laughs>
3: I think that's hilarious. Now, listen, when you go to sleep at night, before you fall asleep, what voice do you hear? Your own or characters?
4: Sometimes it's characters. Me too. I know you're going to say he hears voices.
3: (laughs) No, 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 no. When I work on a film, if I I just finish shooting and I go home to sleep, I dream and think in that character I just worked on the film. No, it's true. I, I speak. You don't lose it takes about about a week after a movie to really go back to being who you are.
4: Yeah, it does. I've done a lot of voiceover lately as Sylvester Stallone. And my favorite Stallone line of all time is a a very poignant, a profound line from, I think it was the the last Rocky that he did, the very last Rocky, not the Creed movies, but the last Rocky, where he says, uh, remember one thing, it ain't how hard you hit, it's how hard you get hit and you keep on moving forward. (laughs) that that
2: sound really sounds like him a lot so i have a question did you like the creed movies because i liked them but a lot of people didn't i liked the first one a lot the second one i thought was good they're not as good as a rocky movie but but i liked them because now they're going to do a new rock a new creed movie and sylvester Stallone doesn't have anything to do with it and i saw frank stallone like on instagram saying that it's going to be a piece of shit and they can't believe they cut rocky out of it
4: (laughs) you know i i've loved the rocky movies over the years my favorite in order it, obviously, Rocky won the very first Rocky, but I have to say this, the Rocky Balboa story, which wrapped up all the other Rockies, that went on to become my favorite because they tied everything to a nice bow at the very yes. end. They, they flashed back to all the different movies and, and the different things that took place with Yvonne Drago, with Club of Lane, which of course was Mr. T, with Hulk Hogan, so on and so forth. I, I love the Rocky movies, and the Creed movies are really good too. So, partial to the last Rocky, love Rocky one, and the the, the Drago one's good too. I do like that. Because it's just you know yeah. he's going against the Russian that's shooting up with the steroids. So a friend of ours, and, are, our, are, and I never
3: met him, Sylvester Stallone. Because you know, in person, Sylvester Stallone doesn't speak as he does on film.
4: No, I know that. I've seen yeah. him in
3: action. He speaks differently.
2: Actually, we have a friend who I'm working on a film project with right now, and uh, he was the announcer in Rocky Four, like the the ringside announcer guy. Yeah,
3: uh, what's his name? Uh, Al, Al
2: Bandiro. You might know him right. actually, Al Bandiro. He's a good friend of ours,
4: um, and we're working on a film. And I know
3: Burt Young really well.
4: Wow, yeah. just Burt, great character. Burt,
3: Burt, Burt, Burt Young came from Corona, Queens, New York. He was, a, do, he was a fence, you know. He used to deal hot goods. Wait, wait. Do you do Burgess do. Yeah, he was a fence. Well, no, I swear to you, I'm not lying. Dick, his name, his real name, is Dickie, but Bert used to be a fence. We bought some stuff from him at times, and he sent a letter to the studio, to what's his name's acting studio, telling who he was and what he did, and they were interested, and they invited him in, an Actors Studio, and he from there became an Academy Award-winning actor. Talk about a, a
2: true story. Actually, hang on a second. So one of Ron's very dear friends, Meg Rudick. Is in the chat room and she wrote a question. Can do you do any female voices? Do you do like male doing female
1: voices?
4: Um, you know, I well, I do Marge Simpson, which is not really. Yeah, that is a female voice if you think about it. So it's women that are doing it. So how about Marge Simpson and and Selma and Patty because Selma and Patty were actually the voice of Brenda Rhoda's sister in the TV show Rhoda. I don't know if I you guys that. I love Rhoda. Yeah.
3: Oh, so
4: do a do a female voice for all right. So as Marge Simpson. She would say, Homer, you've had a dozen donuts so far. Why don't you save some for
1: the rest of the kids?
4: Uh, very funny, fat boy. Why don't you rub my corns? <laughs> 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 and it, that is Brenda from, from the Rota TV show. Who else I does she it? want to hear? I can give it a shot. I like love it. I just like it. Did you, wait, can you to, do have, Burgess
3: Meredith? Wait, or I have or? to ask a question. Are you in Hilton Head or in Ohio? I'm so I'll call you after the oh, They said Linda Hamilton in term. No, no, I want Meg to make your answer. Goes, oh, I'm waiting. She's not. Meg, where
2: are you? I'll call you. Somebody after in the chat wants to know if you could do Linda Hamilton, and I want to know if you could do Burgess Meredith.
3: Marilyn Monroe. Happy birthday, Mr. <laughs> President. Oh, or Mary- I, have, birthday, I have the grade here
4: next to me. Can it? Should I, should I lift up my dress that I'm wearing? Yeah.
3: <laughs> Marilyn Monroe, Mr. Pre- Happy Birthday, Mr. President, oh. should be easy for you
4: very beautiful woman. Very beautiful.
3: Easy to do. Okay, so let
4: me, I'll put something back on you guys because you're the Hollywood buffs. All-time greatest looking female actress in Hollywood. Who do you got as number one, two, and three? Uh,
3: Jane Russell, number one. Rita Hayworth, number two. Lana Turner, no. Hedy Lamar, number three. What about you, Jimmy? I wouldn't
2: do that because I don't know those people. Uh, They're not my generation.
3: Jane Russell was my best Uh, friend, so I'm not going to not say her. Jane Russell was beautiful.
4: You're Jane Russell with the eighteen-hour bra.
2: I like Angelina. I like Angelina Jolie, Charlize no, Theron. Old, old Hollywood. He didn't say old Hollywood. He said in Hollywood. Oh, I thought he said old. No, all, I, time. I, I like, uh, all, all time. time. I like all time. I like Charlize all time. All I, time. I like Charlize Theron, Angelina Jolie, and I don't know who the other one would be. Jennifer. Uh,
3: Jennifer, you don't
2: look. No, not as the hottest though. She's know. beautiful. I have to like go back and like look at things. Fucking, I like Donna Mills. Like I used to like think she
3: was the hottest thing ever she still well, is <laughs> and then, you I can't know. get over her she's gorgeous my
4: nice. my three favorite are raquel welch linda, linda carter oh i like a, linda carter and, and it's a tie probably for third between julie newmar and claudia Cardnell
3: he knows julie. I, now, know, right? I know julie newmar well that's L- a good linda carter choice follows me on because... social media Julie Newmar <laughs> um, is a, a very kind, sweet, soft-spoken woman. Raquel Welch, another story. If you ever met Raquel Welch, you would not think she was pretty. Because oh. She becomes very unattractive with her nasty... I already voice. hear right? that. So
4: she's what are you saying is she's never met a fall-letter word that she hasn't used?
3: <laughs> well, I don't know about that, but she's just, she's just not... Uh, there's something very peculiar. I invited her on our show. They basically said never, she
4: would
2: never do our show. <laughs> <laughs> come on.
3: Which is not a polite way of responding, to the number one web show in the world. I mean, you don't do that. A lot of people in the she, channel she's, love she's Lauren Hutton. They like Lauren Hutton. She's lucky that we even invited her on. We don't have too many people on here. We have a lot of people that want to come on and we don't invite them. So that's my input.
4: That's okay. So so wait, why did you ask us
3: that? No, because you guys are there,
4: you're you're tapped into it. So I just figured you you see it. Maybe you know these people. I have
2: my own personal like favorites, um, but they're really not. Other people probably don't think they're hot, but they're my favorite. My fa- my favorite three like <laughs> stars uh, are Molly Ringwald, Jenny Garth, and Shannon Doherty. Like, and,
3: and my favorite, they're like my favorite. Like I love them. Everything my, they Mine do. would be Sophia Loren because I worked with her. And I've yeah, seen her, and her, too. Oh, yeah. she was gorgeous in person, yeah. six o'clock in the morning and you're on the set without makeup and she was breathtaking right. uh, and a lovely, lovely person, a very sweet girl. She was a girl then. I was 19, she was 23 before, so we were kids. But yeah, she was, she's a beautiful person. I'd like to work with Sophia again, I really would. Yeah. That would be fun.
2: This is Astro, our dog. Astro, I see yeah. Astro. Astro
3: is my love. I, I, I don't go anywhere without him. Astro, say hello to everybody out there. They all want to see you. Say hi, Astro. Say hi, Astro. Hey. All right, Raj. Railroad, Astro. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's Scooby-Doo, right?
4: Uh, Scooby-Doo or Astro, because Scooby-Doo is more. Oh, Astro. Astro. Scooby-Doo. I love that. Astro had a little more of a rasp to it.
3: Astro is a seven-pound rescue. He's poodle and a uh, terrier mix. And he's absolutely the most loving, adorable dog you ever wanted to know. Good about.
4: looking dog, I can see and for here. And he's
3: a lover and a kisser and a baby dog. Look, so tell
4: everybody how do they how yeah. do they listen to your show? So yeah, now, sure, the Jimmy, the radio show again is called Gary Lovett and Friends. It's on 95.9 <clears throat> WATD up in Boston. You can go online and listen to it at 959 WATD.com. And we're on tonight from 8 to 9 p.m. Again, Jerry Mathers, the Beaver, and Mickey Ward, the Boxer, will be on in future weeks. We are going to have Julie Newmar. Uh, see, I made sure I played that well. Run, no, Loretta Swit is also going to come on the show. One of the most recent women who I left off the list, and she's going to be mad at me, is Barbara Eden. I think Barbara Eden is. Oh, she's fabulous. A beautiful woman, but she's just like, when I was talking to her on the phone, I almost felt like, I've known her for years. She's a sweetheart. She truly is.
3: Most of those broads are. Uh, (laughs) No, no, there's a few of them that, I mean, I've met probably 80% of all of them in the business because I'm in the business 64 years, so you do meet people. long time. Yeah, well, well, I'm 82 years old. I started at 19, so do the math. You look great,
4: though. You look great.
3: Thank you. But the only ones that I found that were not nice were the, the girls, the women that really were, they really didn't like men. Seriously, these sexy women that, that use men or are offensive to men were offensive to me. But the women who like men and have men, male friends were very kind and good. But there are some man haters out there that are sex, you know, they feel used. Marilyn Monroe, by the way, was one. Marilyn Monroe, according to Jane Russell, was not very friendly to many people. She felt that men only wanted to use her and only looked at her as a sex object, nothing more. So mm-hmm. she had a little bit of a problem with men. So I think if I were to interview Marilyn Monroe today, it would have been a difficult interview because she would have thought right away, oh, he's gonna instantly go to the sex thing, which I wouldn't deliberately.
4: Yeah, no, no, I understand.
3: But the women that do not like men are, are the bitches. So wait, we've only got one minute left. Oh, so, so you guys it's, I know it really went fast. So you guys,
2: Gary's website is garylevitt.com. It's G-A-R-Y-L-E-A-V-I-T-T. If you're in the Boston area, they do all kinds of stuff. He goes and has a company that you know goes and performs for everything. And um, uh, uh, we need to like leave on one good,
4: a good impression. So who's one you haven't done yet? That's the very the best
3: works. that you do. Your most. Best- Wonderful impression.
4: I can leave you with a rap song if you want. I'll go really fast. Is that okay? okay. Yeah, let's all do right. it. This is the presidential rap. You said I could be dirty, right? Yes. Okay, so here we go. This is from Trump all the way back to JFK. In order, hey there, homie, I'm new no champ. My name is Donald Donald Trump. Obama's a pussy. I grab some too. Make America great. That's what I'll do. oh uh, yo, mama, I'm Barack Obama. Here do the presidential lap. I go on the left. I can't call right. Here's my cause. He'll keep it real tight. What up, J.R.W.'s in the house. No weapons, of mass destruction, not even a mouse. Let me be clear, just plain glib. Bill Clinton is hanging in his crib. All you single ladies keep on chilling because Bubba Clinton is always willing. I didn't inhale. I promise you. Now here's my bro to tell you a thing or two. Read my lips because lips don't lie. I'm puffed out of bush. Not a bad guy. Here's someone who's a little bit hipper. Can I get a woo-woo for the gipper? Well, chick, baby, chick, baby, one, two, three. (laughs) I'm run, runny, run of the GOP. Hey, Mr. (laughs) Gorbachev, cheer down that wall. Now here's JFK, and he'll finish the call. Yes, I'm JFK, the grandmaster rapper. Dressed to the nines, I always look dapper. Republicans, Democrats, and independents, too. It's what the presidential rap can do for you. Word. Love it. Thank that you is so
3: absolutely much. the best I've ever heard. I've never heard anything I like it. love it. In all my years in the business, you are sensational. We Thanks, guys. I really Gary, appreciate you having thank you so having... much. We thank, appreciate thank, it. Thank you for giving us have a great good show, show tonight. And giving us a good show Everybody tune in.
2: Thank you so much. We'll see you guys next week. Take care of Gary. Thank you, Donna Mills. Thanks, chat room. Thanks, Bye, Ron. Bye, everybody. Oh, nice. We'll see you, you next
3: week. Bye-bye. Ciao. in the mix. Yeah, we in the mix, it's another episode. Here we go. The Jimmy Star
2: show with Ron Russell. Interviewing the hottest newest that you was set to the celebrities. Make sure to subscribe so you can get notified weekly. Jimmy Star, he's the king of cool. Ron Russell, he's a gorgeous dude. Share is live and you would be a fool. Not to vibe with us at the Jimmy Star
3: show with Ron Russell. Come watch it
1: live on W4CY Radio. Miss some past episodes.
3: Download like, on The Jimmy Star Show. we Ron Russell. It's the Jimmy Star show.
0: with Ron Russell. Oh. <laughs>